You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hey, everybody out there in PBE land, this is Lord Parkwad, joined by my esteemed co-host Zodiac here on the third episode of the Prospect Pipeline uh, podcast here. How are you doing today, Zodiac? I'm doing pretty good. It's Sunday. Uh, there's some football on, which, you know, is rare for the week after the Super Bowl. Exactly. So I'm I love the XFL. Pretty happy with that. Good distraction from how the Dillos are doing right now, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, say uh, I think it was like the XFL and the USFL, SFL combined with the NFL. There's going to be like only like maybe four or five weeks of the year without football, which will be very interesting. But uh, and then of course our uh, special guest this week, uh, good old our first, uh, not our first, another new create rookie we have, Eagle Emperor Eagle. How you doing today? Uh, hi, I'm doing pretty well actually. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to have you on here. So, um, first off, let's just start with uh, you giving us a quick introduction about about who you, your player, you know, who you play for, things like that. Um, how you found out about the PBE? Uh, okay. Well, um, my player is Romeo Rosas. He, I made it as a closer pitcher, but um, the uh, for the good of the team, I changed him to be a starter. And I, he plays for the Kansas City Hepcats. And, well, I found out about this place in the Dodgers Red, subreddit, actually. Okay. Yep. Yeah, say, uh, pretty... I think I found out about, like, well, I, I mean, technically I found out about the PBE through the Brewers subreddit, so I'm right along there with you. So, need... sorry, go ahead. No, no, nothing like that because I was missing baseball. I it looked very interesting, so I just jumped in. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's our goal here. Is uh, since we are an all year round thing, seasons uh, the, the the seasons don't affect us, so we can uh, we like we like that's how that's like especially now now at times like during the the winter months and such when baseball's not going on. That's uh, one of the the driving factors of recruiting during this time is oh hey there's no baseball going on in real life right now come come join the pb and watch fake baseball <laughs> yeah well it's awesome how is uh how is how's the season been going so far this we're finishing up we just finished up week one yesterday uh of uh, the season so how is the, the first week of the real pbe for you how has that been well I, so far I say pretty good. I mean, yeah, my, we have lost some games, but won some, and my players just getting better, and everyone seems excited, and that makes me excited too. Yeah, say that's awesome. That's always a good thing when the rest of your uh, your teammates can help you get excited and ready up for it. Yeah, Kansas City has always been uh, up there as uh, one of the better teams to to be on. So. You lucked out and got on a pretty pretty solid team there, uh, hmm. but um, yeah. So the, uh, the with the first season, like, do you have any like sim league experience or anything like that? No, not really. This is the first time, actually. Okay. Because baseball is very old. 
classic in my country. I've never really been in fantasy of that stuff. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Say so then. So w- with you being completely new to sim leagues and such, like how was your how was your start into the PVE and how was your your start into getting used to the forum and things like that? How how has that been for you? Well, it was slightly intimidating at first because it just looked um, different to the type of internet I'm used to. It looks like something from when I was a kid. But after <laughs> I just took uh, the videos and got more comfortable with it, it just became another forum easier, comfortable. Okay, nice. Yeah, say uh, that was kind of, I know, like myself and... You know, Zodiac has talked about it a bit as well in the previous ones. The, the forum is definitely a uh, a fickle mistress for sure. Is it's kind of intimidating just because of how much information is thrown at you. But really, after you get your first few updates in, and pretty much after your rookie season, it, it's all kind of you know second nature and just a, a muscle reflex at that point. Is it's all kind of just learning the ways of how to how things go. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I do agree. It is. Is I was the same way, you know, coming in not having any simling experience. So it's it definitely is a uh, a hurdle to get over. But once you get over that hurdle, I think it's uh, it's pretty worth it if you're lo- ready to stick along uh, for the ride yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Everything's become very easy, and everyone answers the questions I have, which makes it much more comfortable. Because yeah, it was really intimidating at first. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There are a lot of really helpful people in the PBE, and almost all of them will just be ready to answer whatever questions you have because they 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 want to see everyone succeed too. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Say so at this point, like especially for new creates, it's always a yeah. Obviously, you you want to help whatever team you're on, whether you're a GM or a mentor or whatever. But at the same time, it's the more brand new people we get into the league that we can have stick around to, to finish at least throughout their one player and be consistent and be a part of the community. That just, that just helps the PBE as a whole and helps everyone as a whole. Cause then we're just having quality members stick around instead of just, you know, trying to worry about specifically just wins and losses where it's like, all right, but if we have good people stick around in the community and that just makes everything better as a whole, for sure. Yeah, that's great. So moving on to that then. So when you were creating your player and things like that, did you have like any uh, like players in mind when you were like, oh, I want to replicate this person or I want to kind of build a player kind of like, you know, did you have anybody in mind when you were creating a player that you wanted to kind of base off of or how did you pick what kind of player you were making? Uh, well... Actually, because I had seen just a video about um, from Baseball Doesn't Exist about a role this Chapman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I wanted to make a closer picture. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but after they changed it to um, a starter, kind of had Nolan Ryan in mind. Oh, and, right. and Ricky Henderson. But, you know, he sometimes talks in third person. <laughs> I had that in mind. <laughs> all right nice nice little uh little personality trait there okay yeah say uh it's always one of those things too where especially in the minors like pitching is always such a a commodity that uh it, it's always one of those things where 
almost any time you're going to get onto a minors league team for pitching, they will probably ask like, "Hey, are you comfortable flipping roles either from a reliever to a starter or vice versa?" Um, just because pitching is well, I mean, just like in the like real life, pitching is always such a something that is sought after so act- actively that it's like you really kind of have to be flexible but at the end of the day it, i mean you could always go back into the bullpen you know you could stay out as a starter if you like it it's it's always uh at the end of the day it's up to you but yeah it's definitely uh something in the minors that is a lot uh easier to be flexible because at that point um It'll just help you and your team out both if you're flexible for things in the minors, for sure. Yeah, that was actually one of the things I said to everybody in the pre-draft process, that I didn't have a problem I could change just to help the teams. Yeah, saying that's always a it's always a good thing as well. So yeah, just I mean, it could also just kind of sees that, all right, you're, you're willing to... Uh, you know, actively participate in the team rather than just being like, oh, well, no, I'm going to just going to do my own thing. And it's like almost like the improv trick of yes. And rather than just straight up saying no and kind of denying things. But, um, but yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, it is your player. You get to do what you want, but it definitely always helps folks uh, kind of just understand what kind of person you are, if you are flexible or not, for sure. Um, like I know when I created, I, was kind of cagey about it because I had a very specific thing in mind. Like I wanted to, to just, I wanted to be a closer as well. Um, and kind of, uh, seeing how, especially now that I'm in, Oh, what is this? I think it's my fifth season. I think my fifth season total. Um, closers really aren't a thing in the PBE as such. Um, and so it's kind of just, all right, well, I'm just, I just want to be the best pitcher I can be and not necessarily look at that statistic of saves because it's not really something that happens as much as it does in like real life just because of the way the PBE is set up. Um, but yeah, like Zodiac, like when, when you're scouting and looking for folks on your team, like is that something that you're always looking for as well, like the flexibility option or like how, how do you approach that aspect of it? Uh, we do like to see a lot of flexibility, but we're usually we I like to look at build like sort of build flexibility. Like if it like if they want to be like a starter or reliever, I usually I usually want to keep them there because that's sort of what they want. But for anyone like, are they going to listen to advice on build? Did are they going to sort of like with the experience that GMs in the war rooms have in the league and seeing what works and what doesn't, are they going to take that advice on their build or are they going to sort of ignore that and do their own thing? That's the flexibility I like seeing flexibility in where to invest TPE. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something too, that, uh, especially as a new person, like, um, Eagle, you can kind of say what you kind of thought, but like allocating when you first were given that 100 TPE, did you were like, what what was going through your head as you were trying to figure out how to put that where? Um, or were you, did you kind of just all pump it into one thing or were you asking questions in the server? You know, uh, how did you go about that? Well, um, 
because my first one, I think I put it all in speed when making my character. So the rest I've been trying to pump up and pump out my control because it was very low. Yeah. Especially against Lespis. Yeah, definitely for like for like flamethrowers, because that's what I am as well. Um it's always one of those things where like especially like myself working with my majors GM Enoch, the the flamethrower build you can because the speed is so important, um like looking back at it now, I wish I would have put all mine in speed right away because it does cost so much that you don't have yeah. to worry about it. Um, but really, it's getting a a solid mix of pitches as well as the speed, and then at the end of it, kind of you know teetering off to all right, well, what pitches exactly do I want to work on? Do I want to work? I'm just getting my fastball up and you know things like that. Um, which yeah, I mean I would agree with Zodiac that the flexibility of it, looking and kind of like taking advice rather than just saying oh well you know i want to do this so then they just dump it into a certain amount of uh, like attributes just because that's something in their head they think works especially like the way ootp works versus real life isn't always one-to-one at least it's almost never one-to-one <laughs> um so that's a whole another aspect of it is learning how ootp works and how what it likes versus like what one would even just think like work baseball works. Um, like I know for me, like in my, it's like, all right, in previous OTPs, let righty lefty splits, uh, definitely mattered a lot more than they do in this year's version. Um, where this year it's like, it's almost, it's so minuscule that you really don't even have to worry about it too much. Um, but there are those like cases where, depending on who you're facing as well, also matters. Like I know last season, all four of our starters were left-handed pitcher in Florida, <laughs> so it's just like, oh, that's that's kind of wild. Because if people aren't specking specifically into either just putting everything into le- right and left, or if they were going hard on righties, it's like, oh, all right, well, our almost our entire pitching staff was left-handed. <laughs> So it's it's definitely one of those things where, uh, yeah, the flexibility really kind of just shows that you're willing to uh, learn and you're not so set in place about what you're going to be going about. Um, so uh, kind of moving on here, so we uh, get this thing going. What did you uh, what you think of the the pre draft process? So like you know being in the server before the draft the prospect league and then chatting with the mentors and all that other folks in your class. What did you, what did you think about that? How was that for you? Well, it was pretty fun actually because everyone was asking questions and I tried to answer the best of my ability and same, I asking questions and they helping me and then just sometimes just speaking about baseball in general. It's really fun. Yeah. So then, uh, what you what you think of the prospect league? Was that a, was that a good thing for you? Did you enjoy that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of got confused by because I've never used Twitch before. But yeah, it was fun to watch it. Yeah. I say that's uh, and that's another reason why like we created it is trying to just introduce folks to the PBE as a whole through a system that really has no consequence. So it's it, it's really a uh, a beginner's step into the PBE, essentially. Um, 
Yeah, so like then uh, the draft process itself, like the scout team scouting you, and then the actual draft day itself. How was how did uh, how did that kind of uh, how was that experience for you? Well, it was pretty entertaining, honestly, because I wasn't sure when I was going to get asked the questions, but all the mentors were really interesting to talk to and very um, how to say it. I don't know, helpful, the word, because any kind of question I had, they just answered me and then just keep saying, do you have any more questions? And to not worry about it, just ask. All right, yeah. Um. So, like, the draft, actually, like, watching, did you watch the draft uh, live or did you uh, go back to it? Actually, yeah, I managed to see, like, the first, what, I think, 20 picks, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was, and Lisa, who drafted me, seemed really happy to cut me because he said I was the steal of the draft. <laughs> yeah, say so, yeah. Uh, you went, you went uh, number nine overall, first round. That's pretty impressive. Were you pretty happy with that? Yeah, actually, because I because of my first, I didn't know what was prioritized. It was position players, pitching, but everyone keeps saying that. Pitching is always necessary, so yeah, I was pretty happy with my position. Yes, right. yeah, so you definitely getting uh, taken in the first round. Really, whenever is always a great time. Like I think I was taken. I don't honestly don't remember when I was taken, and as as a minors draftee, but I know I wasn't first round. And then in the majors draft, I was taken in the third round. So it was uh, definitely. If getting drafted in the first round for either draft is always a, a really fun thing, especially because, you know, when you have it, it depending how teams weigh new creates versus weighing in recreates, uh, it always is interesting to see how that they kind of shuffle through the board. So as a brand new user, getting taken in the first round is a uh, huge props to you and what teams uh, what teams thought of you. Yeah, it was pretty nice too. Yeah, so. Park, did you say that you didn't get taken the first round in either draft? Correct, correct. So, Eagle, that means you're the only one on this podcast who's been taken in the first round of any draft. Yeah. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Say, yeah, nice. it's, it's just one of those things where uh, if people kind of jump on and kind of notice how active you're being, they'll, you know, reward you with that kind of first round pick. And, uh, I will say definitely like when I'm into my minors draft, I had forgotten about the PBE, so I didn't interact with the server itself. I interact like whenever people would message me for scouting things, I would I would answer right away. But then I wasn't yeah, really same, interacting same. in the server very much. Um so I think that probably leads to it. So it's like getting kind of taken in the first round as a new create kind of shows your activity level of both not only answering scouting questions, but then also uh, just showing that you're active in the community kind of from the get-go. Okay. Yeah. That was really the same. Literally. Every time someone sends me a message, I try to answer right away. Yeah, say so, uh, the, the miners draft also, too, is always a... Uh, it's an interesting time, especially as both Zodiac and I are miners GMs. It's because there's always a lot of folks to scout, because you, there's almost, like in the majors draft, at least you can kind of get an idea of when players are going to go. Um, 
But in the miners draft, unless it's like a well-known recreate, it's also pretty kind of just uh, a crapshoot almost of when players are going to get taken. So you really have to do your due diligence of scouting almost everybody that you think would be available at your picks. Um, Just to get an idea of who's out there, who's available and things like that. So going forward here, so after the draft and everything, once you got into the Kansas City locker room and things like that, and then with this first week of the season, how is how has been interacting with your teammates, you know, and chatting with them on game days? How is how's all that gone for you? Uh, it's been really fun actually. Like anytime I just pop up in the chat, there's usually someone there. Um any questions I have, they answer. They help me with any doubts. We talk about how to improve my player, our team. It's just, honestly, it's just been a great experience. Well, that's awesome. That's what we love to hear. We always love to hear the uh, that things are going well once you get into those locker rooms. Because that's really, uh, I think that's kind of what makes people, that make, that make or break moment when people get into their first locker room when they're minors team and kind of get to see what it's really all about. Because if there's not that welcoming presence, there's really not much for you to stick around for. So it's always good to hear that these other teams yeah. obviously all have that. Yeah. And the Hubcats, I've, uh, I'm with the Taurus for the majors and their GMs are both former Hubcats. And from, from what I've heard from them and everything I've seen from a lot of Hubcats, that locker room always seems to be very good and very welcoming. So I'm, 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 I would have rather you ended up with the Dillos, but the Hatcats is a, the Hatcats <laughs> are a good place to be too. All right. Yeah. So that's another thing is, you know, apparently every, uh, every rookie we've had on this podcast, uh, at least until you so far, is I uh, have an active vendetta against me and the Flamingos since we didn't scout most of you because, uh, we didn't have a four, we didn't have picks until the fourth round. And it was very clear that pretty much everybody we've had on the podcast up until like up until this point, including you, we knew we're not going to get past if if the, anything get past the second round. So we're like, yeah, we're not. We we have way too many other people to scout to worry about folks that are going to go in the first two rounds where we don't have picks. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel good against anyone, but it's good to know about that. Yeah, say so it's uh, it's always like obviously you know. In a, in a fun manner of a grudge, but uh, it's always it's always interesting to see how the uh, how folks will immediately start, you know, having a quote unquote rivalry with folks in their class and things like that. So that's always always good fun. But you know, looking back at the draft class, like is your minors class, and then seeing how things will change up for your majors draft. Uh, and seeing how positions change, as in like draft positions change and things like that, is always a good time. And then obviously in the future, looking back at oh, does this third round this third round pick ended up doing way more than this first round pick? Like I know yeah. specifically in my majors draft class, uh, when the Voyagers took me in the third round, like Enoch was like, man, like uh, when we saw your name like still available, we kind of were like, that's that can't be right because you've been active and answering questions 
So why are why why are you still here in the third round? And uh, so what? And, and it's funny too because the guy they took in the first round was also a teammate of mine in Puerto Rico, and uh, he went IA almost as soon as he could if after he got drafted in the majors. Damn. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I was a a third round pick, but now I am not only like I think I'm top fifteen for my class. I could be wrong though. I do know I'm not top ten for sure. Uh, and then you know I'm a minors GM. I'm in charge of the prospect league. Uh, I'm in part of the recruitment team, obviously for this. And it's like y- you never really know what you're going to get with people. So it's uh, it's always interesting Probably to look fun. back at those drafts. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, when were you Sorry, taking Zodiac? Uh, I was, I was a waiver claim for, uh, my minor league season because I was impatient and didn't want to wait for the next trade deadline. (laughs) And, uh, then in the majors, I was taking the second round. All right. Yeah. Say I, uh, I wanted to get, I want, I didn't know to the extent of what the draft meant exactly. So I waited. I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll wait. And, uh, I literally like created as soon as the deadline happened that I would have been a, a waiver instead of on the on the draft. So I waited almost the entire time again to go into the next draft. Um and yeah, so it was a long time of me waiting that I'm like, oh, I don't know. I forgot the PBE exists. <laughs> but uh Yeah, that that's what I was afraid of if I didn't yeah. uh create when I did. I would just forget about it. Yeah, thankfully, uh, enough teams were still scouting me that I was like, oh, that's right, I forgot about this. Then all of a sudden, like, I got the ping on this on Discord about the draft, and I was like, oh, that's right, the draft's going on, I forgot about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's definitely been interesting. And then uh, Enoch, the GM in New York that I'm on, also was a former uh, GM of the Hepcats for a long time, so he uh, still has his, his influence in KC for sure, and if if it, any if it was anything like New York, then I can only imagine how how well he has uh, established that locker room in KC. So I can only imagine how good it is. Yeah, I think pretty good. So then, what kind of uh, like as of right now, now that you're kind of in the midst, like in the middle of all right, the season's rolling on. Did did you have any like like short term or long term goals for your player or things that you're like? uh trying to hit like any goals like either tpe wise or like you know just statistics wise that you're looking for like to try and hit while you're in the minors i'm just trying to make a player that helps the team win games more than anything just make a good player and make good defense i'm not really very ambitious right now (laughs) yeah that's that's fair I, i get that i get that um so then, like, do you in the future? Do you have like uh, any ideas of how you're going to be making like money in the PBE? Like, have you tried to get a job, or do you already have a job? Um, um, no, actually, I think I'm gonna have to ask more questions before I feel comfortable enough. Yeah, of course, understood, understood. Um, do you see yourself like in the future if you're once you're getting underway with things like? Uh, like scouting for either your minors team or your majors team or, you know, getting into that kind of thing and trying to get more into the weeds of the PBE? Or are you just kind of, as of right now, just planning on just 
focusing on your player? For now, I mean, I would put focusing on my player first, but if they, someone tells me what to do, yeah, I can help with scouting. I don't see the problem. All right. Actually, it's not fun. That's all. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, when is when is the majors draft for next year? Uh, uh next year's majors draft. Yeah, so well, next me... season's. Excuse me. Yeah, because if we're uh, in week one, two, three, so probably like late March sometime. Yeah, it's either going to be like March thirty first or April seventh. I think those are what. Well. It'd be the 30th or 6th, excuse me, if they're on Thursday. So March 30th or April 6th is looking like that's when it's going to be right around the time for you to get drafted into the majors. So I would say, based on my personal experience of being uh, in the war room and such for my majors team, if they haven't already, I would expect in the next week or two that teams will probably start reaching out to you about uh, your majors time and things like that and drafting. Um, I don't know if they've told you, but do you, do you know like your uh, the like limits of being in the minors and things like that? Uh, I don't think I've asked so far, so no. So essentially, um, you have to be in the minors for at least two seasons, but then oh, yeah. uh, the most you can be in the minors is for five seasons. Being a pitcher, I would be very surprised if you are that's in, the not that long. in the minors for very long. Yeah, say, I know I was only in the minors for two seasons. Um, right. Just because, like, I know in our in New York, we have a 199 TBE pitcher in our bullpen right now, uh, an inactive guy. So it's, like, pretty much as long as if you are updating every week, you're going to surpass that in your rookie season. Uh, so that kind of just puts in perspective of how teams need pitching. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the more important things. You, you can never have no pitching. At least that's my idea. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good track of mine to have. You can never have enough pitching. Yeah. Like, it's one of the most important parts in the game. Yeah, say, I know, uh, I mean, like, even last season when we won the World Series, we had two maxed out pitchers, and then our th- number three pitcher, who was a, who was in her second year, um, just got super lucky with her build, where she was only, I think, around 200 TPE, and... Uh, she had a fantastic season again. Like she won first fifteen games her first season, and then our second season, I think, got pretty close to that again. Um, but then we almost got like swept in the in the World Series, and thankfully our offense was able to show up. But uh, yeah, it's it, pitching really, regardless of how well you hit, uh, the pitching is always going to be what dominates. And uh, I mean, just like in real life baseball, like you said, but. The pitching is always going to be something that you're going to have to always, you're always going to have people looking out for you. So even if you get drafted in the majors and for one reason or another, you don't stick around um, or if, you know, 
you know things happen you go to other teams there will always uh there will always be uh things kind of making you a, a valuable asset as long as you keep updating and things like that yeah yeah i will this actually helps me help because i kind of have a, a problem remembering things it's actually been helping me a lot to have a routine Yeah, say definitely. Um, so, kind of like moving on here. What uh, for for your first your rookie season? Um, has, and like obviously you don't have to say too much, but like as the Hepcats have kind of uh, they were. I don't know how much of you how much you saw or may have heard about how they did last year. Um, during the regular season, they were on an absolute like almost record setting pace. Um, mm to the point of there were a lot of times when I was doing my testing and things like that just for our team uh, where they had broken the wins record multiple times. Um, did have wow. like, like how have, uh, have they, have you kind of like set an expectation of how you think the team's going to be doing based on this first week or are you kind of just going to go with the flow? Yeah, basically that's my, because I'm new to all of this. Um, I'm just, Going with the flow, I don't really have much expectations nor problems with how things go. I'm kind of just happy to have something to do. So then, how how much uh, have you looked into the rest of the PBE? Like, have you like taken a look at some of the minors teams, uh, the majors teams, like maybe majors teams you would like 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 to go to and things like that? Well, not really. I mean, I've seen the games, but so far I'm not really going in depth about my future. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, and there's there's still plenty of time for that as well. So, yeah, right. definitely. It's I think that's definitely something that I know helped me when I was first kind of starting in my rookie season. Just kind of after like the streams, you know, just kind of looking in the index and just looking around at the teams and just kind of seeing in general, like getting familiar with names, uh, and just getting familiar with the teams in general, and just kind of maybe getting an eye for what teams would be more pitcher heavy, like pitcher needy than others and things like that. And just kind of seeing who year by year usually puts up a fight or kind of like which teams are in a rebuilding phase and things like that. Okay. Yeah, but I'm really just kind of trying to go with the flow. I'm Now that you mentioned that, I'm really going to pay my attention to the major league teams because I feel kind of, blindsided because i really don't know anything yeah i mean and that's i mean that's fair and that's like like zodiac said there's i mean this is only the first week of the season that's done we have three more regular season weeks and then a playoff week and then the off season week so you you still have quite a long time to get used to things and obviously even once you get drafted like you still have plenty of time but it definitely i mean just to it definitely helps like yourself as well just kind of get used to the league and see how things are run and you know, see what GMs do what, what GMs may to prefer certain things. Um, like I know for Enoch, the, the main GM uh, in New York, one of the things he always loves is he loves getting pitching early. He likes getting pitchers up into the major leagues fast so that they can develop rather than leaving them in the minors and so on and so forth. So it, it, it depends on, you know, each GM's kind of, uh, like philosophy. exactly their philosophy and how they like to uh, 
to structure their teams and whatnot. And then also too, like it helps you, like oh, if you can, if you find something is- interesting, you could always write media about it. Uh, write write something out, you know, make a story, you know, write up something that you found interesting, get money for it, things like that. So that always helps as well, and you might find a, a string of stats or like a story that you find interesting and kind of roll with it um just to kind of get you some get you some money as well but then at the same time get you more invested in the pbe as a whole for sure okay yeah i will look to that because so far i don't think i've really done anything for money i'm mostly focusing on tpe yeah see as as you get on the uh tpe you always have the stuff you can earn no matter what but then uh, when the off season comes and you can purchase equipment uh equipment costs cost money so it's gonna that's gonna also determine how much tpe you can get whereas if you have you know players that are buying the hall of fame level equipment which is the max you can get which i believe is 18 million dollars if i remember correctly Uh, and i yeah i think that's the price of what's called like hall of fame equipment and that's uh 45 tpe as opposed to the rookie equipment which is only 15 all right and there and there are a bunch of tiers in the middle so you don't have to you can you can set the hall of fame equipment as your goal but it doesn't have to be your goal you can earn as much money as you feel like you can and go from there and you can always it's not a one-time purchase where let's say at the beginning of the season you purchase the 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 rookie equipment but then as the season goes on you can you know, invest your money into getting higher tiers of equipment and paying that difference rather than, you know, all right, well, I can only buy this now. I'm stuck with it. So you can like, oh, I'll buy rookie now, but then if I make enough money throughout the season, throughout the season, you can then upgrade if you would like. So it's not even like a an end-all, be-all as it is. Okay. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's what... Like when uh, when majors GMs will come around, they're they're gonna ask you about you know what's the what's your idea of earning and how you're gonna be earning into the PBE. Are you gonna be what they what's called a max earner of essentially doing all of your updates and everything every week and doing all of the tasks, but then in addition getting that Hall of Fame equipment every off season so they can judge where your TPE earning is gonna be based off of where they think they might draft you. Um, so that, that's definitely something I would recommend as a new player of kind of trying to understand and kind of look at through realistically what you're going to be able to do next off season so that when a, like when the major, when a major's team is coming and draft you, you kind of have an expectation of, all right, where am I going to get drafted? So if you get drafted in the first round, that expectation, not that you obviously like if you if for everyone has reasons so it's not like oh this is going to force you to do that but usually folks yeah. in the first round are ex- the, the expectation is that they're going to be max earners so they're at at a bare minimum they're going to be doing their updates every week and have some sort of you know PBE money income to get uh that hall of fame equipment every off season um like i know yeah. for me when i started uh, before I got these jobs, the first two seasons, I would look and I would just do a media week whenever there was a double media. 
So I would just go out there and just type together the max words I could do for money, submit that, and then get that cash, which would usually be fine for me for the next season. Um, Because I think after this season for you, to get like the max, it'd be like what? 22 or 23 million i believe zodiac if i'm adding that right. um i believe it's it's like on the order of 25 because you throw in all of the weekly trainings as well well yeah because you have 18 for the hall of fame equipment and then oh because you can do weekly training every week so yeah it is like 25 i was only counting the regular yeah. season but yeah so like yeah 25 million pretty much is kind of uh a cap yeah that's that's pretty much in a season if you want to max earn that's that's what you'd be looking at is about 25 million um so i know i think it's like you get like a million dollars for each rookie task right i think that's it yeah it's a million for each of the 10 uh although it hasn't been uh many community events recently so that's so i think so like, right now the maximum like you eight, can get right? is yeah it's like eight million and then if you do like the first eight you get like another million bonus so there's yeah. like ten million or so to be earned there yeah so if you can get if you get those rookie tasks done that's that chunk of nice starter money for you know any rookie really there and then money. uh and then for this podcast um uh we'll get uh Get you about eight minutes or or eight million or so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that's always a uh, a good time there. Oh. oh yeah. All right. Well, um, I mean, thanks again for coming on, man. Do you have any uh Do you have any other questions or any questions I, in general? No, I think no. Because it was really fun, actually. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing how well you do in the in the PBE, and see how uh, the rest of the season shakes out for you and your Hepcats, and then obviously uh, see where you go in the draft. See if you can uh, continue to be a first round draft pick. I hope so. <laughs> well, if uh, we we believe in you, so if you have any other obviously questions, feel free to reach out to Zodiac or myself, and. I know your uh, your GMs and KC obviously are a lot of help, but you know you you get that's one thing I know I like about the PVE is there are folks everywhere that really uh, will uh, help you do kind of whatever you need, regardless of what team you're on. Okay, that's good to know. Always. All right. Well, thanks everybody for out there for listening, and uh, we will talk to you all later. Hey folks, and adding on here to the end of the episode is a little, a uh, I guess you could say, advertisement section here for the podcast, and also recruiting in general. So of course, with me is obviously Zodiac, but then we also have the recruitment head of Leatherneck Mike as well on us here. So we're gonna essentially just do a little chit chatting, a little self plug for not only recruiting uh, for the uh, the whole as the PBE, but then also just kind of Zodiac and I giving more of a little breakdown of what this podcast may be for other rookies that would like to maybe join us in the future but uh anyways how's mike zodiac how you guys doing 
Well, first of all, the first thing I want to say is you said advertising, which implies that there's something being paid. I'm not well... paying you to do this podcast. In fact, I believe <laughs> you should be paying me. Um, and I certainly expect to be for my 20 minutes here because, you know, stocks. Um, but other than that, I'm fine. Right. Oh, well, that's, I'm glad you were able to join us here even with I, your I just, ailment. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, I've been in a bunch of pain all weekend, but I can finally talk again. As long as I move my face a certain direction, so I'm good. Uh, but yes, uh, so in uh, Zodiac, my dear friend, we haven't talked in a few weeks, so it'll be good to hear from you as well. Yeah, I'm glad glad to hop on a podcast with you again. It's been been a while since the last Toro Pod. Oh boy, yeah. See, I think uh, we always like. I know in New York, we always try to get at least two to three a season made, and it was funny. Uh, we were gonna like it was uh, Enoch. Caleb and I were like, oh, you know, let's 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 just do a mock draft just to kind of see for last season. And I think we only had like one of like the picks in the first round correct, like even just player wise, not even player to team. And so like like halfway through, we're like maybe we shouldn't put this out as a podcast. Let's uh, because we're talking, we we started getting like really deep into like what our strategy was gonna be. We're like, ah, maybe if we do put this out, we put it out after the fact. Ah, oh, so that's <laughs> why Enoch wanted to put it out after the draft. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there are multiple points where, like, is this even going to be podcast worthy? Like, is this, uh, is this okay? But, but yeah. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's always a great time to have team podcasts for sure. But, uh, but Mike, what I wanted to discuss with you is kind of you just give us a quick overview of yeah. uh, the the future of the recruitment efforts, essentially of uh, sure. the PBE here. Now that you're the the main guy around. Yeah, so, well, I, I think the future starts with the past. So basically how I got the job was our previous recruitment team had bailed. And I took it over. I brought in a, a, a wonderful team of people, including these two gentlemen with me right now. Um, and, uh, and we got a good class. Um, uh, recreates, of course, helped. But uh, we've got some fantastic new guys, too. Uh, and right now our class is at 62 folks, which is a nice number. Um you know, the waivers hasn't been what we wanted, but we've had some snafus getting our in-season stuff going. Um, but uh, rolling forward, uh, paid ads is finally off the ground. Um, it's it's not as pretty as I'd like it. We've had some pretty big hang-ups. I don't know how effective it's going to be, but, you know, when there's money involved, things are going to get uh, confusing. And, and I, I will say this, it's not on, like, I don't want any conspiracy started. It's not on head office's part or anything. It's just, like, the very fine points of like how exactly this can be used, who controls it, etc. etc. Like there is full cooperation. Um, you know, whenever people have the time, it's just like the problem is like when you're taking into things of this nature. Like I'll give you an example because this involves me and nobody else. I would love to do Reddit ads. It's like it's it, it seems like very good. I can. I can micro it to the nines. We pull from where it at anyway. So like that that forum, like that is a forum-based user that we can pull from. And I can set it to what threads I want it on. That's how we can get on our MLB, etc. But they, like, you can't give a PayPal or like something that you can just set up that you can anonymously send money to it's not hooked to a bank or anything. They want an actual business or personal credit debit card. I'm not 
doing. <laughs> yeah, like, that that's definitely would throw a wrench in things for sure. So yeah, so like, like now, like I have no problem with like messing with PayPal, and then there's an approval process, and you know I am compensated by the league if we can't use the league itself for whatever. I have no problem with when you're actually talking about like my personal thing. You know that's different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you get incredibly personal, like putting a credit card number on something that is accessed by people in this league, like that's where I draw the line. Yeah, for sure. So it's got to yeah. be somebody. It's it's got to be somebody else who's high up in the league. And as of the moment, there's no takers. Frankly, I can't blame anybody because I'm not going to do it myself. So, like, can't do that thing. There's a snafu with the socials, so we can't really do there. So, you know, Google right now is what we have. So we're running Google Ads. Um, the very first weekend, I thought the results are reasonably promising, especially for how late it got off the ground. Um, we weren't able to run Friday, Saturday, Sunday because, you know, we got caught around in red tape because, eh, who knew? When you were trying to spend league money, it actually needs to get approved. Um, so, you know, thank you uh, thank you to head office for approving us some funds. And, you know, they're busy folks and they're voting on rules and everything else. So just where we got in the queue that it just so happened we could only run for Saturday, Sunday this weekend. Um, so uh, so uh, some of that data... Um, what Google says, um, we got uh, just about 10,000 impressions uh, in our two days, which is basically the number of times it showed up, number it was viewed. I thought the cost was pretty good. Um, and uh, we did get about 80 clicks uh, on the advertisement itself. Um, so the conversion rate is dreadful, but that's just like, that's just how it is with imaging ads like that. Um, in most cases, especially because it's like, I'm not a professional. You know, this is my first real foray into this. We don't have any marketing professionals. I'm not the greatest creative writer in the world. I did the best I could. But you know what I mean? Like at the yeah. end of the day, I'm not some guy with a marketing. Um, I'm trying to go into marketing in, in, in real life. I'm working through things right now, which is kind of convenient this opened as I'm working in marketing certificates and such personally. Um, but I'm 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 by no means an expert. Um, I, I just did the best I could, and our graphics team whipped up a, a wonderful graphics TGP. Um, so we have an image for it, so it's not just a text ad. We can do an image ad. We did get clicks. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I believe our conversion for that is either zero or one. But so, so bad hit rate. One out of 80 is horrific. However, as far as the paid ads and the paid ads team goes, to be honest, with how much it cost, I won't say that quite yet, with how much it did cost, which I consider to be very little, I am very happy with the 80 clicks, the 80 click-throughs that we did get. It, like, if that is true, and Google is not fibbing at me, I'm very happy with 80. If we can get, you know, because uh, um, I talked with our commissioner and I got a cost per user acquisition that we would be okay with. And if we can turn just a couple of those 80 people, we are sailing easy. 
So I changed the landing page. I changed where you go after you click on the ad. Um, and, you know, that's where I hope, um, that's uh, how I hope things will change. So, you know, we will be trying new things. We will be trying to experiment. Um, the current assignment um, to the members of the paid ads team is to come up with different headlines and descriptions so that I can cycle in different ads because, you know, different wordings, different phrases, you know, like the, the beauty of the Google ads thing is it's so big. I can run things to where I can turn this on and this on this weekend on this particular weekend. I can try this. Oh, this one, we got a hundred clicks, three creates. This one, we got 60 clicks and no creates. Okay, we're going to go for like, delete this campaign. We're going to go with this one. So it, it's very analytical. We can get very, uh, we can get very in depth with it. Um, so, so paid ads is off the ground. It's rough going. <laughs> um, it's not going great. Uh, but I mean, but there's promise there. It's a good start. Like again, 80 clicks is more than I thought possible. My, my, th like the theory in my brain. In our off seasons, if we can get like. 40 to 50 people to our miners draft like we accomplished this past season and then we can get five waivers a week that's classes of 80 people those are very strong classes um in, in my opinion and then you know when we go further when we get the ball rolling when we're when we're finer tuned when our discord section is up and running when all this stuff is is in better shape in 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 you know months time, um, we can get to a hundred every class, and that would be phenomenal. Um, so there's long term there's long term goals, but uh, but just in the short term, um, I would really like 60s to 80s uh, and some waivers for both of the people uh, in this call are miners GMs. I would really like you guys to have waivers of. Because those are nice things to have. Um, yeah, you, you, you kind of mentioned that, like, the waivers kind of weren't where you wanted them to be quite yet. Honestly, I thought that's been pretty good so far. Yeah, um, you know, we got some waivers kind of at the end, and then um, our uh, our stream team has gotten us a few. Um, there's a guy who joined really recently who just dropped the 5K Media uh, NOS base. I believe it was him. He said he joined through the Twitch. Um, so our, our Twitch is kind of, I mean, it's really our best, like that is our face. That's kind of our best recruiting tool just generally is if people find the Twitch, um, cause then you can see it, you can see all the players, you can, you can see the finished product. Um, so, so that got us, uh, got us a waiver too, but just like, as far as, you know, this led to a conversion, um, not where I want it to be, you know, I don't want these things to be. I want them to be as not luck based as I can get, basically. So, so that's where paid ads is. Um, Discord. My vision for the Discord team at the beginning is basically, I am a believer of the theory. We can't make money now, but. If we do things correctly, we can make money in six months. What what that applies to 
in this instance is like you know lay a foundation you can build the house and then you build a house top what that applies to in this instance is okay i don't think discords will do anything for us this year um and i'm not talking about pings in shl or vhl or ssl or anything of that sort i'm talking about like other discord communities um like outside of the sim league realm and trying to pull people from there um, not, I'm not even talking about the out-of-the-park Discord. I'm talking about totally unexplored avenues. I wanted to get people to go into their favorite MLB Teams Discord, talk there, ingratiate themselves with mods, and then maybe several months down the road, like the early S40 seasons, we could get pings there, um, be allowed to advertise there, because we've earned those people's trust and those people's support. You know, cold calls are always going to be bad, right? But when it's a commonality, when it's here's this thing that shares common interest, it's different. Um, so, uh, you know, and then that brings people with the hobbyist time into the Sim League cycle, which, you know, <laughs> you know, not every baseball fan is only a baseball fan. So the ISFL and, and the SHL and the Sim League community as a whole can get people we share pings, we exchange pings, so it's good for the whole Simly community to pull from outside Simly. Um, and that's what I want us to do. So the Discord's thing, joining team, and anybody out there, you know, if you listen to this and you're a Tigers fan or you're whatever, see if you can find a team Discord. You know, it'd be awesome for us. We'd love, we'd love for anybody, not just team members, to do that. So, so you know, but that, that's not a thing I can, you know, we can't pay that. Off. I can't pay that off next week. I'm talking yeah. about something that's going to pay off in S42 or 43. Um, so, so that's kind of where Discord's team is. And then um, uh, Nipperstick, uh, who was kind of first in charge of retention, and <laughs> I dropped the ball on this. Um, Nipper was kind of in charge of retention because he had kind of taken the first crack at it. And I put Parkwad in charge of Discord's because he was kind of the oddball out of of me and, and, and who I've deemed the right hands. Um, and then it became clear to me that I needed to switch that. So Nipper is in charge of Discord. Parkwad is in charge of retention. Um, and and Nipper, uh, Nipper's big thing is Discord. Um, if you don't know what Discord is, basically it's like exploration and you can find all kinds of Discords and we're like a couple hundred people in the main Discord away from being able to advertise is the wrong word, but basically use Discord effectively to get us out there to people who use Discord as a social platform and not just like, I'm making this Discord for this thing or I'm joining this channel for this thing, but like, I'm looking around at discords to find something to do. Oh, look at this thing, right? So that there's this other market that we don't tap into. If we can get to a thousand people in Maine, we can tap into that. So that's one of Nipper's things. And that ties back into us, you know, that ties back into us keeping users, keeping them in Maine, you know, bringing in new people. Um, so, so that ties into everything. So in all reality, both major, you know, 
the MLB discords, the other leagues, what you know, uh, other other entities, whatever, and Discord. Those are things that are going to be in months because we need to get to that thousand number, or we need the time to, you know, become members of communities. Um, to, to earn trust. Uh, I mean, not even to be used. Like, if I want people to enjoy communities, if they do join them, but like, you know, you came from an SHL ping because you enjoyed the SHL, so you thought you would enjoy this. It's the same theory, like, as if, you know, you were in the Tigers Discord or the Tigers Reddit, whatever. Um, so that's Discords. Uh, paid ads in Discords and then uh, the Reddit team. So the Reddit team is kind of in a weird spot um, because I want the Reddit team gone. Um, I said I would like Reddit ads earlier, which I would because I think it's very analytical and you can and you can refine it quite easily. Um, but as far as the actual practice of, you know, going into Reddit, sending cold calls to mods, posting in there, I don't really want to do that anymore. Um, I think that well is nearly dry. It's one of those things where, you know, if you're digging for gold and you've got your honey hole, and you're getting all kinds of gold, eventually, you're going to run out of gold. We're running out of gold. And I, <laughs> and that's been our problem as a recruitment. We are running out of gold. Um, last season, we got a bunch of places. We had a bunch of people that worked on it. We had fantastic success. We, we rewrote how we approached, you know, we had people actually join the damn things. Like it went much better. Um, things went better. Didn't go perfect, but we got people. We got some fantastic people off of it. And you know, maybe down the road, when our coffers have been replenished, we can go there again. Um, but I would like the Reddit team to slowly become like the social media team. Like, I think it'd be cool to get somebody who's choose who enjoys social media, who's like, can help, you know, post graphics on, on Instagram or like Twitch makes clips itself. You can take a Twitch clip and put it up as a minute long TikTok and an Instagram pretty easy. I would like to do that stuff and try and get a social presence because yes, social presence, attention span, like, folks are not like the attention span is not the longest but I, I do think it's a it's another avenue that we should attempt so i'd like to move them there but i it's in the very early stages that's a long process in and of itself um we will be going back to reddit just a little bit uh, in this upcoming recruiting season um because there was i believe it's one reddit thread that got back to us super super late but it's fine you know we get a little holdover and if we get a couple people from it hey you know, successful recruitment from that thread. Um, so that's where Reddit's at. Um, and then the last theme is retention. Uh, and it's you folks, and it's been, I would say, I don't, uh, it's kind of hard to measure the success of the retention team um, analytically or, you know, by stats. Um, but uh, it's been our most active team. Uh, I will say that uh, outside of the Reddit team. And once again, with the Reddit team, there's not a lot you can do within the season for them. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things where you can't, you know, you're not going to see the consistent activity out of that team in weeks one, two, and three. It's week four, it's playoffs, it's 
it's off season where they make their hay, they get the messages sent, etc. Um, and again, I, I'd like to kind of change how that is. So um, our our most active team uh, has been the retention team. Um, Nipper at first and, and, and Park now uh, have done a fantastic job with that. Um, Zodiac as well. You know, this podcast is a great example of the effort that has been put into retention. Um, there's a bunch of projects uh, that I will actually be badgering a certain retention head uh, about updates for uh, because there's some things that I want to get done, especially considering where our landing page is going to be, um, what it kind of has to be because of what has been proven to me. Uh, so actually, Park, um, you and I will have some Discord messages uh, <laughs> to, to exchange tonight because what my data has told me is that uh, basically that uh, page that we had been talking about redesigning kind of has to be our landing page. So that kind of needs to get done. Gotcha. Um, so I need to bug graphics about that graphic. I need to bug you guys about how the rewrite's going. You know, it, it's projects and things take time and this is a volunteer-led group and I appreciate all you guys, you know, I love you guys, you know, you're you're all getting cash at the end of the year, you know, because I think we've done a good job and, um, you know, I hope, I hope I, we got some recognition um, from the league so far for last season um, because our class went better, <laughs> you know. It was gonna be hard to get worse. It was gonna be real hard to get worse because we had half run to active the year before, you know. And even with all our recreates, you know, we could have just had that first round of recreates and just and just a few others, and that's what it was gonna be. But then we all kind of stepped in and saved the day. So, but but now we have to do better going forward. Um. So uh. So next season, um, every other season we get a ping in the out of the park Discord, um. Next season, gonna be honest, it's heavily reliant on that. Um, just, and I'm really glad we have that partnership. I don't know who set it up. I assume it was Hummus. Thank you, Hummus. But uh, you know, it, it just the way kind of things are is, I, I didn't look at this as okay. I'm coming in and taking this thing that is already going over. I took it as this thing is broken we're going to fix it and we're going to fix it, fix it. <laughs> and, and I, I told this and all of the right hands know this, um, the way that I want to do this, I want this thing to be humming along and to get to the point where I either don't do anything because ultimately that's kind of the way that I know I'm doing my job is I can just float through all of the teams make sure we're on the right path, cover cover for somebody if they have an issue and have to take time away or whatever. Um, I can just float everywhere, not run a team myself, you know, whatever. I can just be the everyman. I can oversee everything, keep everything in line, report everything to head office, um, that kind of stuff. And ultimately, if I were to uh, to step away, um, everything could go along fine with whoever as the next head, whether it be Park, Zodiac, LBG, Nipper, uh, Nergi, uh, uh, Bianca, you know, doesn't matter who it is, Anique, doesn't matter who it is. You know, I hope to get it going to where it doesn't matter who the next head is. Yeah. Because the system works. We have a system. 
it works. You know, we have cooperation. We have the data. We have, um, you know, we have the posts that update the community on what we're doing. We have the retention surveys that tell us what we can do better. We act on those things. Um, spoiler alert on retention surveys, but, you know, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to uh, from a league standpoint. The data we find from and the things that we can fix. Um, our creative player stuff is very old. Um, we, you know, do we need to change that? Do we not need to change that? Something we're exploring now. Um, and again, park. Uh, something I want updates on um, <laughs> tonight uh, when I when I send you some messages. <laughs> yep, um, yep. But uh, watch you know, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's your warning. Um, yeah. you start writing down notes. The the dreaded DMs from Mike uh, will be getting, um, and uh, uh, so so that's just kind of what's going on. Um, the general update, and then of course uh, we have our sports writers team. Uh, Benny the Jet has been fantastic so far, um, and they're just coming right along. There's posts going up in that OTP Dynasty section. Um, I I don't I don't have any sign that we have uh, that we have exactly like gotten somebody from that yet. But that's one of those things like I know people read those threads. I you know, there's people who join this league from Reddit or whatever who have told me, Oh yeah, hey, I used to read those. So we know people read them. They all have like three or four posts on them now, except for the most recent one. Our most recent team member, you know, it's only one or two or whatever. So it's only three posts. It's not that long a thread. You know what I mean? Like, this it's a very short story. You know, you're not as likely to get people off a short story, but if you just get some person to get invested in our universe in two seasons' time, um, when there's, you know, 15 posts on one thread, and it follows this player's story, and there's another more, more posts on another thread, and it follows this team story or this other player story, whatever. And you get invested in the universe itself. And then you want to join. That is the ultimate goal with that is the eyes that we get. And the viewership's been fine. The viewership on those has been fine. And over time, when people get invested in those stories, um, in, in the writing and, and the writers themselves, then people will join. And then that is the ultimate goal with that, too. So. There is a plan. Um, you know, I, I do want to, in all my rambling, um, I do want to contain that, or contain, nice word choice, convey <laughs> that. Um, there is a plan. There's just five of them. <laughs> you know, um, there's just five different plans. Um, and only really paid ads in, in the out-of-the-park uh, pig is the current plan. Uh, and by current, I mean executable now. Um, there's a lot of stuff that is unexecutable for a while um, and that we're, we're working on now so that in six months when I'm not head anymore or whatever, you know, if I am, if I'm not, who knows. Um, but the foundation is there. Uh, and, that, and, you know, the actual long-term built-up project is, is what I'm trying to accomplish in what all of us are trying to accomplish um, and uh, what I hope we succeed in doing. Um, 
I don't just hope that the S40 class is bigger, or the S39 or the S38 class is bigger, or, well, yeah, 39 and then 40 is next year. Um, I don't just hope that those classes are bigger. I want the S45 class to be healthy as well, and the S50 class, and that starts with stuff we do right now. Uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. And it, I mean, and kind of like what you were saying, like a lot of the more long-term things, it's it's going to be hard to judge, obviously, how well things are working because they are long-term projects. But if like, like kind of, I mean, getting those short-term ones kind of nailed down so that it's not a, it's a process, not a kind of, okay, what can we do in a think tank, essentially. So I think that's definitely part of something that, I don't know, at least, especially at least from I since I haven't been around that long. But it's like it doesn't really seem like there was ever a collective group that was doing it. It was always maybe one or two p kind of people. I mean, there was, it, there was. It just wasn't. It wasn't as organized. You know, when yeah. I took the team over, like I would not have done it if I didn't have my people. Yeah, I say that's part of it too. Is like having to have people that kind of. I had a large recruitment team that I brought in. Yeah. And then AK and TGP came on as graphics because they had worked with them before. I contacted them, contacted them individually and, and brought them in. I reached out to Gordon Bombay, who is the mentor head, because we have to work together. He wanted to get involved with the team as well. He's like, I just don't want to sit here as a mentor. I want to help. So then he came in. So, you know, I found some help that recruitment teams before had never found or, or uh, tried in some cases because... Recruitment is, <laughs> recruitment is kind of an ugly job. Um, it, it's it's very short burst, very intensive, and it's not that pretty. And recruitment teams are often very small because it's not a high esteem job. Um, and it's not always been very successful. And it's been in turmoil much of his, uh, a lot of its existence. And it's mostly been Reddit-based. Uh, there's been experimentation in the past, but I want something where it's like, okay, look, you know, and, and again, uh, the final thing I say before I go get some grub, um, and I think I've got to sit our time, um, you know, I, I really take a lot of the way that I'm doing this off of what Jabs did with the casino. Not that the casino was necessarily horrifically broken before, but if you look at what Jabs did, when Jabs took over the casino, he took, you know, he got more things and more ambitious things out in the short term. But if you look at it now, there's IRL stuff on the 500 and all the major sporting events, UFC fights, whatever. There's an expansive betting scene with the PBE dollars that's fun for everybody. There's the stock market that P&I and, and, and you know, some other people designed together. It's massive. Uh, we've taken in $5 billion and in dividends we'll put out about 500 mil this coming season. And, you know, then there's, of course, the user bets, the weekly stuff for prime times. There's spreads on that stuff now. Like, he took this thing that was just kind of user bets, World Series season prediction, or season bets, and the eh, stock market we had before, and he made it much bigger, much more professional looking, and it's the best casino in sim leagues. That's what I wanted to do with recruitment team. This thing before, now the thing I will say, recruitment team ran a lot worse than casino did before, 
But I basically went to Hummus and I said, I want a blank check. I want to pay my guys what I want, and I want to bring in whoever I want. And he and head office said yes. So I did it. And I, I got my guys together, brought in my team. My team went to work. We got results, both instant, that I and others were very happy with, and hopefully in the future, what I and others will be very happy with. Um, and uh, as always, uh, if anybody has any questions about recruitment, uh, they can DM me. Or even if you want to tell me just how much I suck, because um, that often happens. Um, you can always DM me on Discord. Uh, but yeah, so um, thanks, uh, thanks guys for having me on and writing this little update to the league. And uh, when I have more info, I will write things down and making it for post it on the forum. Um, well, well yeah, we uh, we appreciate you coming on, Mike, and uh, just giving us a little uh, little heads up into the world of recruiting for everyone. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, letting us do our thing. I know Zodiac and I have uh, had a good time so far with this podcast and just kind of getting, not only getting to meet some of these new rookies, both being minor GMs and whatnot, but then also just kind of, you know, giving the rookies an easy platform to already, well, all right, here's a nice little chunk of PBE money for you to start and uh, yeah, in a, in a somewhat open forum to kind of ask questions and things that you might have. So we appreciate you, bud. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. And last thing before I say, uh, rookies, if you wanted this podcast, number one, these are two very nice people, very good people. And also, um, no... Somewhere around the $4 million range or the $8 million range is a bit your first. It's pretty nice money that'll bump your stock up a bit for doing a podcast. So just saying, if you want to go in the first round, this is not a bad idea because to go high in a major's draft, earning potential money-wise is one of the things that needs to be seen. Well, this would be a great thing to show that. Uh, so uh, so anyway, uh, so I, I will uh, talk to you guys later. Thank you very much for having me. All right, sweet. Thank you very much, guys. Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. And thanks for everything you've done with the recruiting team so far. Well, then I will say that just about wraps up this uh, this episode here. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you next week with uh, the newest rookie that we can get on. All right, have a good one, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.